Hey, Mary. Hi, Ebony. How are you today? A lot better than I've been. Yeah. I've been sick lately. Mm-hmm. I know we couldn't even record last week because, you know, didn't have a voice. That's true. I was truly dying. It was I was fighting for my life on Saturday. It was very unfortunate. So, anything new? Not really. <laughs> same old, same old. I don't know why my voice is going up right now <laughs> when I've been fine for the past couple of days. Let's not think about it. Let's yeah. not talk about it. We're just going to keep pushing through. Anything new with you? Um. Well, I was able to finish out The Vanishing Book. Okay. So that was new for me, and I really, really did like it. I'm excited to hear your opinions. Um. Other than that, what's new? What's new? I... I finished recording an episode for Lucky Squared. Oh, okay. So that was fun. That's always fun. Um, and I'm super excited for this new Firestarter movie to come out. I am also excited. I saw the preview, and as I've said before, I do love Stephen King. I have never read Firestarter. It's one of those things that have like a loose knowledge of what it's about without mm-hmm. reading the book. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the movie is going to make me go back and read the book. Yes. Um, so whenever I was younger, I actually did watch Firestarter. And it also helped my understanding with the X-Men universe because of the events that happened in that book. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was spazzing out in the theater like, yes, yes. I, I didn't know I needed it, but I guess I did because I was... Very excited. <laughs> you were excited. I was like, all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> another movie I will drag you to with super excitement. <laughs> it's fine. I will be drugged to any movie. I love the movies. I love the promise of popcorn. So I'll pretty much go see anything just for that. <laughs> I respect it. So um, today we're going to talk about passing the book and movie in Vanishing Half. So, I'm going to kick back and relax and listen to your opinions of The Passing. All right. So, the first time I read Passing, I was taking, like, an intro to American literature class. Mm -hmm. And I had this Canadian professor who was really into Black art. And so, most of the books that he made us read for that class were by, like, Black artists. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, he had pulled out Passing by Nella Larson. And I was, like, confused because I was, like, this is such a short book. Like, how is this book, like, so, like, important if it's, like, 100 pages? Right. It didn't make sense to me. So I, like, blew through the book and I was shook. I was, like, oh, my gosh. Because I had never heard of the concept of passing. I didn't know that was something that people did. Mm Mm-hmm. And me as a person with anxiety as high as it is about everything, I don't even understand how people could have done this. Right. I totally understand because I was reading and I was just, like, thinking about the black people that I know personally Mm -hmm. and who have had mixed children. I'm just like, there's no way that they could pass. There's no way that you couldn't look at somebody and just tell. But then I remember that there are racially ambiguous people that exist in the world. That's true to this day. Like I can look at some people and I'm like, yeah, that you're ethnically ambiguous. Like Like, I don't know what you are. You could be of some Latino descent. Mm -hmm. You could be Middle Eastern. I can't tell you. Right, right, right. I do have a question. Okay. If you could, would you? No. Because, and I actually thought about this question today because I was rereading Passing on my lunch break and I was trying to think of things you would ask me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she's going to ask me what I passed. (laughs) 
No, because I would constantly be on edge and I would wrap myself out. Oh, yeah. I would just completely like snitch on myself. Like I could be going and sitting in an all white part and somebody would literally just walk to the table and be like, sorry, I'm black. <laughs> and I, have to go. I can't do this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna let myself out if that's mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? For me, for passing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I actually came across the book after watching the movie. Okay. Because me and Carlos, we went to this um, film festival that they hold here in Savannah and at the festival, we were able to see Passing. Oh, okay. That's and cool. we also were able, was able to hear um, Ruth Nega speak about her part in it and her feelings about it and all this, that, and the other. And I was very moved by the story. Okay. There were parts where I was very, very confused. Yes. Because I just feel like always, in a way... A movie can sometimes lack the ability to convey everything that a book can, can like, say. Right. Because, obviously, you can spell it out way better than showing somebody sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I, like, came across the work of art. And whenever I got home, I was like, man, I got to read this book. So, I listened to Tessa... Thompson? Yes. <laughs> I listened to her um, uh, read it to me. Oh, she does the audio book? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's actually really nice to listen Because, <laughs> like, her voice is just really soothing. Yeah, it's really calming. Mm-hmm. She could do, like, ASMR. Yeah. So whenever I was listening to her talk, I was just, like, feeling her anxiety at times. And, like, it was weird. It was, like, a weird anxiety that was still soothing. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I enjoyed the book. I after, like, but after reading the book, I didn't enjoy the movie as much as I once did. Okay, so I read the book before the movie came yeah. out, and I when I saw the trailer, I was pumped. Like I was <laughs> like, "Oh, I love this book. I love Tessa Thompson. I love this nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited." And when I sat down to watch the movie, it took me three separate watches to finish it. Like, I would have to stop and be like, that's all I can do today. That's enough. And it's like, it made me, like, want to go back and read the book again. Because I'm like, surely the book isn't, like, surely this shouldn't be this bad. Right. And I'm not even saying that the movie is bad, but it does pale in comparison to the book. Mm -hmm. Like, I was interested that they went with a black and white showing. It kind of, like, I think it helped with me being able to turn off my brain to believe that these people were passing. I was just about to say the same thing. I'm like, because if you saw it in color, you would be like, I'm just like you obviously cannot pass. Yeah, because I'm just like, there is no way. But I think that's also so, like, they wouldn't have to put any actors in, like, bad conditions. Because, like, obviously back in the day, for people to... Like, pale, they would, like, have to not go out into the sun, have to go through, like, these chemical weird That's things. That's true. That's true. Like, so skin bleaching. for them to, like, be healthy, I think that was, like, something they kind of had to do mm-hmm. to, like, give that viewer um, glaze so that they could believe it. 
I feel that. I also felt like it was needed just because those two actresses are very black looking actresses. Yes, they are. And just <laughs> knowing them from other things that they've been in, you're like, ah, obviously you are black. Yes. You're yes. very black. Mm-hmm. But when you see them in black and white, you're kind of like, especially Ruth Nega, because Tessa Thompson still, I was like, girl, yes. get out of there. Like, yes, she is light, but she is still brown. And like, yeah. <laughs> like, they also have very like black features, which to me, I was just like, Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because, like, what would have to go... I want to meet the people that passed back in the day so I can look them in the face and so I can know, like, what about your face... Made you pass. Yeah. But a lot of times, I truly think it was just skin color. It was, like, if you were lighter than a paper bag, you can pass, which is crazy because paper bags aren't even necessarily that light. They're not. Like, I could pass in the winter. Like, when I haven't been outside. (laughs) Yes. Like, if that's what you're going off of, and there is a line in passing, and it's, like, fresh on my mind, because I did read it a couple hours ago, Mm -hmm. that was, like, um, Irene is saying, you know, people think they can always tell by things like fingernails or ears or eyes, but that's never true, like, because she said she's been able to pass as, like, um, an Italian or a gypsy or all these other things because people really couldn't tell what defines a Black person. Mm. And I think that idea just is interesting when you're thinking about passing because it's, like, what do people who are not Black think makes a Black person? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, like, and then it doesn't help that those terrible, terrible caricatures, those stupid little dolls and those yeah. ugly artworks, like, because at the end of the day, we are humans, mm-hmm. and we don't look like creatures that crawled out of the sewer. Like somebody's imagination. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, out of my nightmare. Exactly. So it's just so foolish that they would do that. Uh, I really hate the people of back then understandable mm-hmm. so um what specifically about the movie made you stop so many times this is gonna sound silly but the music they played in the background when something was about to happen like that <laughs> like it was driving me insane mm-hmm. that the fact that i knew that these were obviously very black actresses and to watch them both get to pass didn't make any sense to me and that's just because i've seen them in color yeah so i'm like you're obviously black so it kind of took me away from being like oh yeah you're allowed to sit on this rooftop you're allowed to even the scene where they're sitting in front of claire's husband and he's talking about how much he hates black people and i'm like (sighs) you're in a room with very black people like i don't (laughs) let me tell you something about okay so I never put respect on that man's name because I'll only ever <laughs> call him Eric Northman because I um, found him from True Blood. So I just love his character. He is really handsome to me. <laughs> and whenever he fixed his mouth to say those things about people of color, I hate him so much. Like, so much. So th- whenever like I think about that scene, my skin crawls and I just want to punch him in the face. It's a really awkward scene. It was awkward in the movie mm-hmm. because you're just kind of like, it's giving you the ick. Like, it's making you really uncomfortable mm-hmm. as a black person. Yes. And then 
I was reading that scene today and I was like, oh, it's even worse because the scene has more black people in yes. the court passing. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that he walks into the room and affectionately calls his wife Nig. Yeah. Because like she gets darker every day. Like, and I was just like, oh. And like what? all of these women who were passing but who are black and grew up together like laughing at this. And it's just like. It's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like I remember talking to Carlos about this because like. I know that there are people out there in the world that actually love that kind of abuse. And I was wondering to myself, like, would you go through that abuse because you feel like you deserve it for doing this thing? Like, is that something that you just feel like you deserve to hear and, like, sit through? Or, like, what really makes you not want to say, hey, I'm going to need you to stop that? And it's like, in the book, she does, you can tell that Claire's getting frustrated but I almost feel like she's only frustrated because she knows that Irene is there. Yeah. And she wants to make it look like, no, he's really not that bad. Like, he's just of his time, you know? And mm-hmm. so she's kind of like, hey, we don't want to hear about who you don't like. Yeah. But it's like, do you feel like you deserve this because you did pass over into this world? Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember, like, okay, in the book where um, the three women are there and... Okay, so which one is passing? I forget the names. It has been a while. So. No, you're fine. Um, Irene, Claire, and then I'm going to say Gertrude. Okay. They were all there. The one that's not married to the husband. So the one who's married to the doctor? Yes. Irene. Okay, so Irene, she was over there. I remember her like making slight digs and comments mm-hmm. that like alluded to the fact like, hey, your wife is... One of them. Yeah. And it wasn't seen in the movie. No. Like, the sass of that scene wasn't let out. It was kind of more her being stressed out. Like, she was kind of stressed to be there. Yes. And that was very obvious that she was uncomfortable and she just wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And so, I wonder why. Because I feel like the third friend balanced it out. Mm -hmm. So I wonder why they chose to leave out the third friend. Especially because she was kind of like a middle point between the three women because you had Claire who passed and married a white man and is living in this like very white world. You have Irene who can pass and she does so if she needs to, but she married a black man and has dark children. Mm -hmm. And then you have Gertrude who can pass and married a white man, but the white man knows that she's really black. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got like all three characters and when you take out Gertrude, it's like, you're only seeing this really stark difference. It's like, I, I, I passed and I went this way, but I did not. I stayed with my people. Mm-hmm. And you don't get like that representation of women who might have passed, but still like kept it honest with their partners. Yes. I feel like that was kind of needed. I think so. Um, I did feel like whenever I read the book. That I understood Claire's character more because of the abuse that she went through as a child mm-hmm. and how that led her. Because in the book, it kind of made it seem like it wasn't fully her decision to pass. It was kind of just forced on her. And that's the reason why she did what she did. Right. Whereas in the movie, it just seemed like, oh, she was just a... She was a light woman. She wanted to, like, go be white. She didn't want to be black anymore. Yeah, she she did it. Yeah, and then now she's just playing with the black people because she's bored Mm -hmm. and lost interest. Not because 
that was something that was stripped away from right. her, and she was just yearning for her family mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. How did you like the ending of the book? Okay, so <laughs> I didn't get to the ending today. <laughs> and from what I remember, I was confused about the ending of the book. Mm. Not as much as I was with the movie. Mm-hmm. And I did watch a video today. It was like a Netflix book club video when they were talking about passing. And the director was like, we wanted to do the ending this way to make it, you know, like, oh, well, I like he pushed her. Well, she pushed her. Well, she jumped. Like, you, she just wanted to show that. But, but no, no. Because, like, I remember even watching and I'm just like, no. Clearly, Irene shoved that girl. Mm-hmm. And in the book. Clearly, Irene shoved that girl. It wasn't really left. That's true. It wasn't to... left. It wasn't an open ended. Pick your own adventure. No. <laughs> Whatever you like, feel this is, is what right. Happened. This is right. It's like no. There's one clear answer. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like they didn't really. They might have. I remember talking about this with my husband. But I just felt like they didn't really give Irene a very fleshed out reason as to her mannerisms and her behaviors and whatnot. Cause apparently like she was going through depression, but whenever I was watching the movie, I'm just like, Oh my God, does she have some type of illness? Which depression is an illness, <laughs> but I thought she had, um, like a more physical. Yeah. Like, illness, um, like... the muscle spasms. I mm-hmm. thought she was having like, um, MS or something. Yeah. Because of all of the medications that she was having and how he had to pour it out for her and all this, that, and the other. I didn't know it was, like, depression. <laughs> so I didn't feel like that was handled very, very well. well. But it might have been, like, I don't have depression, so it might have been. In- That's true. It, it might have been a very clear depiction of it, but when you don't have it or you're not in those shoes, you can't really say, like, if it was a good depiction or a bad depiction. You just know that's what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And maybe you didn't see it, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's the only thing, like, I was really uncomfortable about. And then with her just the lapsing in the movie, the time lapses, it was just so jarring because I'm just like, well, how much time passed? Are we feeling this way because she doesn't even know how much time passed? Like, can I get an estimate right here? Because <laughs> it seemed because in the book it was just like, okay, she went months without talking to her, and then right because the book is like, oh, I'm not going to talk about what happened two years ago. So right. you know, okay, this happened within a two year time span. Yes, it's not like oh, they're hanging out today. Oh. I haven't seen her in a while. Like, you just yeah. think, this could be, like, a week for all you know. Exactly. Like, because of what it seemed like, they met in the beginning, and then maybe her day or two are passed, and she's calling, and now they're meeting up again. But no, it was actually two years. She hadn't been responding to her letters that she's been sending multiple times, or phone calls, and she just happened to answer that one mm-hmm. day. So, I just felt like that was poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I think the jealousy was actually handled very well. I do too. And the only thing that I was confused about was, is she jealous that Claire is giving attention to her husband and not her? Or is she just jealous about their relationship without her? 
I think it's like a mix of both. Like, I feel like she doesn't want Claire to be able to have her cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't want Claire to get to pass and be accepted by, like, the black society that she's a part of. Because she is a part of, like, a higher black society. That's with, true. So she doesn't think she should be able to get to have her foot, like, in both ponds. But it's also, like, she doesn't want her talking to her husband. Like, she doesn't like it. She's made it apparent. She is not down with this. She doesn't want them going places together. Mm-hmm. But, like, Claire still keeps feeling like, yeah. I can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole thing. If you were in Claire's shoes, would you just tell your husband or leave him? Or, like, what would you do? If I was in Claire's shoes, I would probably just have to stay with this man, hope that I don't get any darker, and hope I don't give him a dark child. <laughs> because, I mean, she's kind of, like, made her bed and laid down in it. Mm-hmm. And they've, like, they've been married for so long. They have these old kids. It's like, you can't be, like, all of a sudden, like, hey, FYI, I'm black. Yeah. Like, to this man who's obviously very racist, makes it known anytime he steps into a room, he hates black people. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be like a threat to her life at that point. So I would just kind of have to wait for that man to die or mm-hmm. just deal with it until something happens. I don't know. What about if you were Irene? If I was Irene, I would probably just let my husband go practice medicine in Brazil like he wants to. <laughs> this poor man. I remember telling <laughs> Carlos, I'm like, this girl is gaslighting him. It's like- with- Every chance she got, it's like, Bart, you're just upset because Claire's here. That's why you're upset. He's like, no, I'm upset because I want to go to Brazil. I'm like, no, no, not really. You're actually upset because Claire's here and now you're unhappy with your life. And I think you just need to leave Claire alone and you'll be happy with your life. Because you're like, making yourself unhappy like, right now. Mm, I still want to go practice medicine. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't think you're right about this. Like, if I was Irene, I would have just let that man go to Brazil. Yes. Just go to Brazil. Yes. Like, Maybe you would have been happier there, too. Like mm. She might have. She might have. Being around her people. I don't know. She seemed really bitter. She did. Like, she, I, I felt like Irene, the way that she is portrayed, because she's such, like, a big part of this, like, higher black society. And I'm not saying that she looks down on, like, other black people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, she doesn't want her sons to become too fast and talk to the boys on the street. And she has a black maid... That the way she's described is not the same way that, like, Claire and Irene are described. Like, she's kind of described as, like, a second-class citizen. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like Irene wants to be exactly where she is. Like, be like being able to pass when she wants to. Like, if her sons want something in a toy store, like, that only white people can go into, she can go do that if she wants to. Irene likes the life she lives. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, let's move on to The Vanishing Half by... Britt Bennett. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I recently finished reading that, and I went to Barnes & Noble today, picked up the book, and I had to, like, go to the back to make sure that I read the ending right, and I was just like, okay. So, for me, the ending felt empty. Nothing really... Is nothing, nothing gets resolved. resolved. It just, it's just yeah, and I feel like that's a big part of life. I okay. I also felt that way because when I, I read this book a year ago, mm-hmm. and when I read it, because I devoured this book, I was like, oh, this is so interesting, and it reminded me of passing, and I was like, okay, like cool. 
But in the end, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's kind of how, like, things really resolve in real life. Like, people just move on. Like, there shouldn't have to be this big, absolute, resounding, this is what happens, Mm -hmm. my story is done. It's like... Nope, this is it. We're just going to move on. Mm -hmm. And so, I remember being so mad at Stella that I just wanted to crawl into those pages and just (laughs) wring her neck. She she was pissing me off so much. Because I was just like, okay, unlike Claire, her husband is not racist. She is. Yeah. And I was just like, why are you being like this? Why are you just so... And then I had to remember that she is high-strung, anxious. Mm Mm-hmm. She's so worried about being found out. Yeah. And I'm just like, in that day and age, it just seemed like things were better. Like she was in a better situation to just tell her husband the truth Mm -hmm. and have it be just a secret within the family so she could like relieve some of that stress. Right. Because she, very stressed. Very stressed. Always stressed. Always on edge. Mm -hmm. Like the scene where her daughter is becoming friends with the black girl on the street. Oh my God. I wanted to slot this face (laughs) out of her mouth. Like how dare you? How dare you? And then she taught her daughter that word mm-hmm. and who later utilized it as a weapon against the other girl when they were playing with dolls. Like, who does that? Someone and then, who has a reputation to uphold. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like she's like, if I was one of them, I wouldn't be saying this. Exactly. But no. I felt so bad because of those actions that happened. That family had to move because she lied. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why do you keep lying? Like, you're literally hurting yourself. I hate it, Stella. Yeah, truly the worst. <laughs> truly the inferior sister. Yes, very much so. What about you? I remember reading this book, and I was amazed. Just at the way the two sisters passed, like, took a turn. Yeah. Because they went completely opposite ways. Like, Stella marrying the whitest man she could find. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the sister's name. Desiree. Desiree. Beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Desiree marrying what she said was the darkest man she could find. Mm-hmm. And then I never even thought to relate this to passing until you were like, oh, I want to do the episode on passing. And I was like, oh, if you were the vanishing half. Because mm-hmm. it's almost the same thing. Yeah, it is. Not to where they converge like murder. Mm-hmm. But you get, like, these two people who can be a part of the same world if they wanted to and mm-hmm. one decides to go the other full way. this way and mm-hmm. one is going no like I'm going the exact opposite mm-hmm. and like I love how they told the story so you would understand mm-hmm. because they live in a town where everybody's like so that makes sense you're yes. literally diluting the complexion mm-hmm. with every single generation yes so that makes beautiful sense and I just thought it was hilarious and so sad whenever Desiree not that she fell in the darkest man she could ever find but that whenever she found that darkest man she could ever find and she had her daughter and she was as dark as she was she thought it would be an okay idea to bring her back to this almost white town (laughs) yes and expect her daughter to just like fit in yeah. and people like really like accept her and be like oh yes no They're like like no. you literally know your town you know how who like, those you, people are you ran away from this town for a reason <laughs> and so like i was that was the only reason i was really upset with desiree because of that choice 
Because, I mean, like, if you want to come back to the town, great. But leave your dark daughter out of this town because you know how these people are going to react. Yeah, and she's going to have to deal with that. She literally deals with that um, insecurity for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. And she can never even really accept that she is beautiful because of the people that she associated with growing up. And her first love encounter was so abusive and detrimental to her like emotional health and well-being that she thought it was nature and fine to just meet up with some random guy well he wasn't random but her bully her attacker the person that like basically i don't want to say it was as bad as her father with her mother but it kind of was it kind of was and she thought that was love and that wasn't okay that was really sad the whole book was really sad. Like <laughs> it was really sad. It's one of those things that like you know that this is obviously a fictional story. Yeah. But it could be based on a real life occurrence. And it probably there are probably people who grew up in towns like this. You're right. And decided mm-hmm. to pass or decided to marry somebody super dark, kind of like as a protest to what they've been taught. Yeah. But then you're, like, bringing all that energy back there. And, like, you you ran away from the town for a reason. Mm-hmm. And now you're coming back and you're bringing other people back. Yeah, you're bringing other people into that toxicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sad thing was, like, she, she just wanted to survive. Mm-hmm. So bad she didn't really know what else to do. But I... This is about to be a problematic opinion. <laughs> but I also feel that way about Stella. Yeah. Like, Stella also wanted to survive. Like, she went, she grew up, like, hearing how, like, beautiful she was because she's so, like, bright and she's so white looking. Yeah. And she was like, you know, if I can just marry a white man and leave my past completely behind, Mm -hmm. like, I can make it. Yeah. And, you know, I understand that. And, like, it made me sick whenever she disclosed her little horror story nightmare that was happening to her. And she was saying, like, she felt like whenever her husband touched her, that it was, like, all those men dragging her out of the house to lynch her. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so gross and, like, so terrifying. And it's just, like, that's the type of anxiety that you have to deal with at this Mm -hmm. point because you can't tell the truth. Every day for the rest of your life. You have to hide that from your husband, from your children, Mm -hmm. from any friends you ever make. You can never, like, bring them back home. And, like, she is so socially awkward. It's painful. That poor girl. It was also, I thought it was funny. Because um, she did eventually go back to get her education. Mm -hmm. And so one of her teachers, she was, like, trying to build a relationship with her or whatever. So she was just like, oh, yeah, I met my husband whenever I was 18. And I was his secretary, and he just took a liking to me. <laughs> and the teacher was just like, um, <laughs> that's not a good look, honey. <laughs> She's like, no, that's love. I'm like, no, it's not. It it's, wrong. it's actually not. Her daughter, Stella's daughter, is a real shit. She is something else. But I feel like not knowing all that about your mom... And you kind of, like, I think Stella's daughter was going to be ruined to begin with. Because, I mean, you come from this house, like, where there has, it's an anxiety-ridden house. Yeah. Like, your mom is walking on eggshells all the time. You don't know why. Mm-hmm. No one knows why. 
she really like your mom's teaching you these awful things like as lying like a way to of lying to you every day mm-hmm. every day of your life your first real friendship was a lie mm-hmm. because you couldn't tell anybody about it you couldn't go over there and just be like oh mm-hmm. no. oh i'm going to hang out with my friend it was like no this is no. a secret you we're can't do not this. doing this <laughs> Like, what you want to do is wrong. Yeah. I'm not really going to tell you why. Just know it's wrong. Yeah. And, like, in a way, she kind of did. The first time she played with her of her own volition, and she brought her back in the house and said, we don't play with them. She was like, oh, so we're not supposed to. But then we're going to go back over there. Right. In secret. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was really funny that her daughter did end up becoming a quote-unquote actress, though, because Desiree loved to act. That's true. It's in the blood. And, yeah, (laughs) the woman passes, so, yeah, it's definitely in the blood, deep in there, just to keep on lying through your teeth to get what you need. Um, I love Desiree's daughter. With all of my heart. She is the sweetest, most mm -hmm. pure thing in that whole story. Written so much better than Stella's daughter. Yes. But when you when you don't have all these outside factors though, yeah. You kinda get a better go. Yeah. I'm gonna give that to Stella's daughter, but I will not give her anything else. Mm -mm, No. no. Desiree's daughter, she's so well rounded. Mm -hmm. And although she did have like that insecurity and tragedy tragedy, she didn't make it who she was. Right. She grew from it. Mm-hmm. And she became like the most forward-thinking girl in there because of her boyfriend Reese being transgender. I thought that was so forward-thinking. That was a really interesting piece to add to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm saying I really liked it, especially it being like a black book, mm-hmm. and that's not something that's usually like discussed in like the black community mm-hmm. or accepted. Mm-hmm. And so for it to be put into the book as the relationship for the best character in the book. You're mm-hmm. just like, that's that's a good win. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, like, I was of two minds about it because, like, of how sad, in a way, it is. It kind of added to her tragedy. Yeah, because, like, she won't be able to have any biological children. Mm-hmm. And they love each other so much. So, so much. It's so beautiful. And that's their secret. That's their lie, in a way. Although, it's their truth. It's their truth. But it's also, like, it's it's not their apparent truth. Right. Right. Like, they can never have anyone truly understand why they can't just go off and get married. Right. Or why... 20, 30 years from now, no matter how much obvious sex they're having, they're not having any mm-hmm. children. It's just like, what can you say? That's true. That is really sad for her. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really, <laughs> really delve into that. Yeah. I was, think, I was thinking about it whenever I was reading it. I was just like, huh, they all have their own lie, their mm-hmm. own truth and their own secret that they can't really share yeah except with the person that they love and trust the most Mm -hmm. which for Desiree is everybody she can (laughs) she don't care like she doesn't everything is on her sleeve like no 
I love you, but we're not gonna get married because been there, done that. Mm. Just not for me. We're good right here. I appreciate that though. Mm-hmm. Like I, pre- I appreciate an open, honest character. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a rating, where do you place passing? Book or movie? Book. Am I rating them like in comparison to all the things we discussed, or am I putting them on the one to ten scale? One to ten scale. Okay, I would give it a solid eight and a half. Okay. I do love the book passing. Mm-hmm. I think it is a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and I think the subject matter was handled very well, mm-hmm. especially for it to have been done in the time period that it was done when people were actually passing yes i thought that was very bold yeah like because it it kind of almost feels like a dangerous move because i feel like it could have been seen as her like outing her contemporaries because you know there had to have been people that she was with that were doing doing it that might have even like gave given her the idea Mm -hmm. like oh let me or i like to see it as maybe she like Maybe that happened to somebody that she knew where they just died because Mm. her husband found out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's where she drew the inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's like her like honoring the the spirit of passing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'd give the book an eight and a half. Okay. Um, I give it. Hmm. I give it a solid eight. It was really good. It wasn't everything I wanted it to be mm-hmm. is and that's only because like I hate a whiny character yes <laughs> and honestly all the characters in passing are whiny yeah and I was thinking about this while I was reading it like you don't really get that book well you get the book from Irene's point of view but the movie is from nobody's point of view yeah so you're just seeing a bunch of whiny people yeah and it's just like the husband's whining and upset because he wants to leave. He wants to go to and Brazil. raise his kids the way he wants to, and the mother is whining because she's supposedly doing all these things, but she's really having her maid do all of these things. That's true. Like Irene is literally like playing bridge and passing. Yes, and being obsessed with Claire, mm-hmm. but like trying to make it look like Claire is obsessed with her husband. Yes. Claire's whiny because she's like, mm, like uh, I can pass, but I uh, have this racist husband. Yeah, I have all the money in the world, and I send my child off to this private school out of the country. Yeah. But I'm just so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Her husband is literally like, I'm a racist. <laughs> yes. I hate black people. Literally, Be- I know. Well, I'm, you're gonna. he's going to know at the end. Mm-hmm. I am married to a black person. And the whole time, he's just like... Oh my god, did I kill my wife? No, sweetie, you didn't, but you can think that. You can think that. Yeah, we're good with that. We're good with you thinking that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Tell your kids that. Um, So, I'm guessing you're giving the book, uh, the movie, a low score. And it's not even that low, because I do... Okay, would I watch Passing Again? No. Do I appreciate what they tried to do? Yes. Mm -hmm. I do feel like it's a hard book to try to recreate, Especially because it would just be really hard to get actresses that could pull off. Because that was my main thing. was like that Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega are not light enough to pass. Yeah, they are not racially ambiguous. They're not. Like, they're obviously black. So that was hard for me to get through. Especially in the scenes when they're having to, like, be in white spaces around white people who are talking about their distaste with black people. Yeah. I'm like, and like obviously. Even, even though they're, like, both amazing actors, mm-hmm. I could still... 
very plainly tell the disgust and distaste that Tessa had on her face when that man was saying what he was saying. Like, whenever she was laughing, a part of her was just like, like right. Right, we're ready to fight for square <laughs> yeah. Let's do this in one take. <laughs> I would still give the movie, like, a six and a half. Mm, I'm Which... giving it a solid five. Okay. Yeah. I'm a more lenient grader. <laughs> I think, like, it's very sad, but, like, um, just seeing that man fix his mouth to say that so proudly with a big old smile on his face, it did something to me. It's yeah, not his it's, fault. It's, it was still in the script. It was just too good of acting. <laughs> it was. It really was. It dropped it so hard. Ooh, I, ooh, I swear to God. <laughs> on sight. <laughs> um, what about The Vanishing Half? I'm going to give The Vanishing Half an eight. I do love The Vanishing Half. I think it's an excellent book. And I also love Britt Bennett. She has other stuff also really good. Mm -hmm. But I feel like parts of it were too long. Okay. And I would have liked to just been condensed a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it doesn't have like the social impact that Passing has. So I cannot rate it higher than Passing. Mm -hmm. Um... I would give the book a nine. Okay. Because I really, really did love it. Everybody seems so rounded out. There's two very obvious characters that mm-hmm. I can just pour all my hate into. And it's still not even a strong hate. It's just like a more of a disappointment feel. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like because I don't actually have anyone to hate. Like, no one was written badly. That's true. Every character is really well written. Mm-hmm. And, like, unfortunately, I understand all of their motives. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unfortunate. Like, I wish I could hate you, but I just can't because, like, you're just you're just trying to make it in this big old world mm-hmm. without hurting people. Exactly. Like, you've been you hurt. Are. <laughs> like, you've had a bad all childhood. Of all of them have been badly hurt. Like... Except for the Stella Stoller. Not her. She does not count. She doesn't. She doesn't count as a character. She's just. She's just there. She's just a brat. (laughs) Unfortunate. Not brown enough. (laughs) A part of me so badly wanted her to come out with a little bit of color. (laughs) No, I was just to give that woman a heart attack. I always like hope that like where they had like their hair was kind of like coily or like they had like a very defined nose mm-hmm. or just like something, but I don't think it's fair that people who pass and get to have these like light, bright children with like really European features. I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and the fact that her punished. eyes were so blue, they were freaking violet. Ugh. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that was me. a lot. I was just like, there's no freaking way. Especially because like African American features are like, like from a genetic standpoint, they're dominant, they're dominant features. Yeah. So it just, I was just like, so her her hair isn't wavy a little bit? Like, you're telling me <laughs> she has pin straight hair and violet eyes? With blonde, blonde, blonde. hair of all the colors. It, blonde? I was like, oh, fuck no. I was like, okay, all right. Because, like, I remember them saying that Stella and Desiree, they had wavy hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you guys have wavy black hair, but you produce this blonde, pin straight, violet, violet eyed, eyed child, milk skin, 
like, what the fuck? Baby. <laughs> and then, like, this, that's why I just thought it was, like, obvious. It was so obvious that this author was just like, okay, I'm just going to make sure that they're very, very different. She has a white child, and she has the darkest child there ever was, despite the fact that this girl is damn near white. And I feel like there's, like, reasoning for that because she wanted to really, like, beat down. Like, they both went these different paths. Mm-hmm. So their kids obviously have to be very different looking. They have to have very separate lives. They yeah. have to have very different upbringings. And I understand that. But, like, a wave in the hair. Is that, and like, a curl, maybe. And it made me so mad because I hated myself for thinking this because I'm just like, why... Would you give this girl such a disadvantage? And I I hated myself for thinking that because I love black people. <laughs> but, like, whenever you have this black child and you, instead of raising them in this... And that's the thing about it, too. Desiree had this really good life in Washington. Mm-hmm. She was a fingerprint analysis. And her daughter was being raised in a very loving environment. And then you take her out of that. Back to this, like, bubble that you tried to escape. Yeah. That's not going to do anything for her. Mm-mm. And then you lie to her every year. Oh, yeah, we're going to leave soon, sweetie. <laughs> no, hell. Like, oh, no, <laughs> we're staying here. Yeah. And then, like... She got bullied to the point where she was shoved down some stairs. They put a bandage on her knee and they're like, oh, maybe the boy likes you. That is abuse. (laughs) No. No, no, no. But you know what? I digress. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But I love the book. It was really good. I'm glad you liked it. It was a very good um, contrast to passing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they had, like, similar themes, but executed a lot differently. Yeah, I felt like Vanishing Half was done a lot better, in a way. I understand that. So, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to our second episode of Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I'm Amiri. And I'm Ebony. And this has been Book Talk with Lucky Jones. <laughs> Why do I 